Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brimmy Podcast. Hi, Callum. Hi. Hi, Guy. Uh, I'm not going to do that like that, so... <laughs> I don't like that you cut to me before Guy. <laughs> I, 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 did, I did. <laughs> mix it up a little bit. Hi, Dave. Hello, Ryan. Hi, Keith. Hello, Podcast Ryan. Hello, Other Dave. Hello. Rev- revelation here. And hello, Rachel. Hi. Thanks for joining us this week. So, Guy, do you want to introduce Dave and Rachel properly? Yeah, they're my old friends. And? <laughs> they don't live around here. Fantastic um, introduction. They're going to be at Commentary Comic Con. They are going to be Rachel's doing an auction at Commentary Comic Con. And uh, Dave, is, Dave is the other bully from the uni stories last week, so I thought we'd bully him <laughs> to justify himself as well. Can you also quickly justify to all of our listeners the fact that you have friends? Because I think most people that listen are not expecting a revelation of that shocking nature. I think it's more people who tolerate Guy rather than the other way around. People do like me. I actually got them together. I'm the reason that they are a married couple. I well, were they just bitching about you? <laughs> is that how they got together? So is is that story safe for air? Or, um... well, do you want to know how me and Guy met? <laughs> Yes, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so at uni, our windows looked in on each other, and uh, oh, uh-oh. oh no! <laughs> and he caught me in a rather compromising position, and uh, from there we started oh. having conversations out the window on a regular basis. And Dave was his flatmate. So did you do the post-it note? conversation <laughs> on the window, or was it? No, no, full we on shouting. We could literally just open the window and talk. Yeah. yeah. It was it was that close. Yeah, and then occasionally so. Rachel would be walking around naked in a room. But Rachel, you might want to uh, close your curtains. <laughs> what Dave's running and going? What? 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 So, so you've seen guys things hanging out the window like his um, bamboo poking stick. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they, they were involved yeah. with the bamboo poking stick. Yeah. So that's the story of the bamboo poking stick. From it's the um, prodding it through the window. Yeah, no, no, no. I meant from their point of oh. view because you've told you told us last week. Well, the one, the one I remember really clearly was you being in my kitchen with a mop and mopping uh, Adam's window and him being so baffled. But equally, he couldn't really complain because you were kind of washing it. So you can't really complain about somebody washing your window. Just the person you tortured for the entirety of your university. Yeah, but I mean, I hold Dave responsible the most for this. I hesitate to ask, what were you mopping the window with? A mop. A mop. A mop. <laughs> no, as, in, as in, was there, was there anything on the mop? Because well, uh, knowing you, I'm expecting something unpleasant. Well, to be honest with you, Dave, um, considering that you know, you'd be able to see Rachel through the window, I was probably mopping something off Adam's window. I'm going home. See you. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Oh. Callan, what have you been up to this week? Nothing Please tell me nothing involving nothing, mops. Nothing, nothing mops and nothing that would stop that. You're at university yeah. now, so these, these things can happen. I know, but it's first week back. So it's been like... plenty of ideas. <laughs> yeah, but first week, you yeah, should it's... just be, like, literally soaking in vodka. You should be no, so drunk that, at this a, point that you can't They've separated out first week from Fresh's week oh. just to stop that now, which that's sort rubbish. of completely ruins it. What's Phil Ellis excusing? Because he's normally soaked in gin. <laughs> Is he a fresher? <laughs> he's a permanent fresher. He's just Phil. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh, anything interesting at all? Um, no. no, not really. I'm trying to find something <laughs> interesting like to say on air and there. Just no. Just no. No cinema trips, nothing? Uh, no, I haven't actually had much time this week. I've been very busy trying to get back into you. Um, well, have they locked you out? <laughs> <laughs> Just at the door, please. No, it's, 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 I did manage to get myself locked out of my apartment the other day, which is great. 
uh, we have a uh, like a coded lock, and so I went out, and I completely, uh, literally like my second day living there, so I completely forgot what the codes were, and I was just standing outside for like 10, 20 minutes, just banging on the door, hoping someone would let me in. <laughs> 10, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't. Tough have, times. I didn't even have my phone on me, so it was just. Li- I didn't have a phone. I didn't have a key did or anything. Did you not decide so to like, like write down this piece, the written piece? I did. Of paper or I wrote it down on my phone and left my phone in my room <laughs> and what, went out. What would you have done had you been out there for say two hours? Um. Did you have a coat? Hope, Were you warm? Nope. <laughs> literally just in a t-shirt and shorts. Um, just no, I, I was literally <laughs> just hoping that someone would come back and either let me in or someone would come back and. Have a phone or something so that I could call the guy to let me in. I just have this image of you like a cat outside the door, just pouring <laughs> at it. <laughs> but like, I didn't even have my landlord's number, so I couldn't even remember my landlord's number. So even if someone came with a phone, I couldn't call them to get in. I feel like this was a real crisis for you, Callan. To be honest with you, it genuinely was. Callan, I have advice for you. Yes. Buy a battery pack. Ah, <laughs> oh, the str- the struggles of youth. Write it on your hand. <laughs> I uh, remember it now. I won't for the life of me forget it. Guy, what's been up with you this week? Coupons. <laughs> Coupons? <What? sighs> oh, is this a Tesco story? Yeah, Here we go. I went to Boots, final sandwich. Right. A smart person would think, I'm not going to try and get the most value out of a set of coupons I've got while people are on their lunch break. Some woman held up the whole queue in Boots and it was starting to spread around the whole shop like a bloody snake. While she was trying to get the most value for money with her coupons, this was ridiculous, and everybody was getting annoyed at her. So what did I do when I walked out? Tapped on the shoulder, just went, turn around, have a look at what you've caused with your coupons. You think in a situation like that, though, they'd open up more deals? Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm holding coupon lady responsible. Was there no like self services available? No boots around. They're that far advanced, are they? The one in Birmingham does. All right. Well, so you I, live in the sticks. I, I, I live in like Redditch, which is a horrible place where people are trying to get value for money with coupons. So honestly, you know, people that people want still, value for money, oh, yeah, people still like use semaphore for communication because they haven't got phone lines yet. I'm gonna get it with boots as well because whatever you buy from boots, they always give you a coupon of some sort. So I don't want the coupon. What were you buying in boots? Uh, one pound chicken mayo sandwich. That yeah. sounds terrible. I think. Were you think trying to get you... value for money with that sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> you could shop elsewhere for sandwiches. Well, I've, I've, I've don't even say Greg's. Don't I've even say. Greg's. I've been telling you for months you should take a pack lunch. It would save you a lot of unwarranted that is anger true. issues. That but is then so he true. could be angry at the quality of the sandwich because his own hands have made it. No, I, I don't like do pack lunches. I used to throw my pack lunch every day at school at my friend while he was playing football. I don't do pack lunches. Mr. Whitney. Uh, not oh. much, if I'm honest. It's um, other than. Were you night. out last night? Well, yeah, I was going to say. It. <laughs> I other say th- it. I'm going to like every week day. Ain't doing much this week. Ain't been doing much o- this week. Other, other than last night, I didn't really do much. But yeah, uh, went to the Fighting Cocks in Morsley last night to uh, try out their new uh, new menu launch. Which very, very nice. And equally quite good value for money. Bit of oh, jack. Did you get any coupons? <laughs> Hush. <laughs> Literally, for the most exciting thing that's happened to me this week, I literally just realised that for five minutes I've been standing on Guy's phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just right down by my foot. I just realised I've been standing on it. Wow. Re- reasons why Guy's angry this week. <laughs> I hate that phone. I dropped it down the toilet and somehow it still works. It, it, it works on your spite. That's what it is. You power it just by the means of spite. Powered by Guy's hatred. Keith, what have you been up to this week? Well, since I last saw you, I went to EGX. Which yes. is kind of cool. I've watched Star Trek Discovery. 
Yes. I also chose, of my own volition, to watch Alien Covenant. Which, why? Because I wanted to see what it was like. You know, what it was. Why? Um, and also because it's Ridley Scott, and we got Blade Runner coming up. So How I bad is wanted it? to see. Um, it's, it adheres to the Douglas Adams theory of, for some reason, we like to send dumbass people into space. <laughs> um, the, the, the whole, the only difference for this film, instead of sending dumbass single people, they sent dumbass couples. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're not referring to Danny McBride, because I won't be hearing a bad well, word about Danny McBride. The, 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 the one redeeming factor of it is that Danny survives the whole film. Spoilers. Which is good. Spoilers? I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Please tell me he's just playing his character, Kenny. He's not. Uh, he's not as cool as Kenny Powers. He doesn't really get a lot to do. Does he have a it. mullet? Uh, he's got Danny McBride hair, and he wears a, a straw oh, yes. cowboy hat. So, <laughs> but it just continues on the whole Ridley Scott retro retrofitting the whole idea of what made Alien good and made it bad. Um, but it's terrible. And nothing I played made Alien bad. Alien's one of the best movies ever. Nothing made that movie bad. M- these films make Alien bad because it's just terrible. The, the idea of the. <laughs> well, no, yeah. but like you could you can say Alien Three is bad, oh. and you can say Alien. What's the fourth one? Resurrection. Resurrection's bad. You'd be wrong. But you can say it's bad. Get out. <laughs> it's a good slasher movie. It's, it's, no, it's, it's got Ron Perlman in it. It's good. Uh, the best thing was it, 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 it has. Mrs. Kleptomaniac herself, Winona Ryder in it. She negates all the Ron Perlman goodness of that movie. No way, man. Anything with Winona Ryder in is instantly better than anything else. Um, Also, as well, Michael Fassbender just seems to be cosplaying half the time. The fact that he was going to be in Assassin's Creed after it. So he keeps on putting his hood up and everything. It's really weird. Um, Does he jump off the spaceship at any point into a barrel of hay? He he does does look at a few moments. There are moments where he could have done it. He could have done that leap of faith. And I played Cuphead as well, which is awesome. Uh, A fantastic game, which everybody should go and plonk down. £16.74. That's a weird price. That's a good price. I'm assuming it's, it's the US price, price and they've just translated it into UK pounds. Yeah. I imagine you'd be upset at the fact that you don't get it instantly and you've got to wait for it to be downloaded and there's a chance there's going to be people ahead of you in the queue which I'm might take it to be longer. And then if you've got a coupon, it's going to be even worse. Uh, but, is, um, it, is it console release or is it Steam release? I think there's going to be a Steam and it's Windows 10 and Xbox. Oh, I hate it when Steam never comes out first. Let, let's be honest. Guy, for PC games. Guy would be annoyed if, because he'd have to, have to turn the computer on to download it first. <laughs> You're right, yeah, you are. I like it when games come out on consoles instead of Steam, because I haven't got a PC, so... Dave and Rachel, what have you been up to this week? Um, we've been watching uh, The Walking Dead, which is really good. Have people just been walking and sulking <laughs> because zombies are attacking? <laughs> no, we're going to Fright Nights for Halloween, and they've got teeny mazes at Thorpe Park for uh, Walking Dead, so we're trying to catch up on everything. Um, and we went to see The Young Frankenstein at the cinema, which is, you know, they're playing old <gasps> films again at the cinema. Yeah. Um, which was in parts hilarious and in parts you kind of go like, wow. Young Grand Design is a classic. Mel like. Blank. <laughs> uh, so, Mel Blank. Mel what's his face. The, guy, Mel Brooks. the yeah. guy who plays Igor is amazing. Yes. Marky Feldman. Yep. yep. Just genius. They need to rename Walking Dead the increasingly poor decisions of Rick Grimes because that's <laughs> all it is. It's like, how am I going to mess up this season? Peace works though. It works for him. Yeah, True. <laughs> Well, you've been doing Parish. Other than giving us all this virus you've got, you get. Well, I was actually at the mailbox yesterday playing with some VR. Now, this was an installation for their textile event, which is coming up over the next few weeks. And it's basically, you know, the work of Philip Treacy, a hat designer? No. No, you wouldn't. He made the fascinator that What's-A-Face wore at the 
Kate wedding. Wow, that was like that's the best. <laughs> yeah. He made the Eye of Sauron. As yes. it was named. Who's what's her face? Princess Beatrice. And Eugenie. Yes. He made the fascinators for them. He's a very well-known hat designer. Oh, is that Eugenie? Eugenie, yeah. Princess Beatrice, Princess and Eugenie. Eugenie, yeah. Wow. Well, have you have you ever read a newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> They're Fergie's daughters. Who's Fergie? Uh, <laughs> move on. She's like, <laughs> she's like the bad seed of the royal family. Yes. The black. Literally, sheep, so literally, when you say Fergie, the first thing that comes to me is black eyed peas. <laughs> stop, stop dissing the ginger members of the royal family, guy. Nothing, nothing against the ginger members. She's just, she is the black sheep of the royal family. I thought Prince Harry was the black sheep of the royal family. Well, now is he good because he does the Invictus? I, don't know, I think a lot of the royal family are black sheep, to yes. be honest. So you went to anyway, yes. So hats. it was a VR experience. So <laughs> what, are you, what are you making a hat and VR? no, no. It's basically it's four different Im- soundscape environments they built around this hat, and it's different experiences, textures, things like that. Roland Lane and Inition work together to make this. It's really interesting. I'm I'm waiting for the point at which VR experiences stop being experiences. It's like because w- everything else doesn't get. I went to the restaurant experience, or I went to the cinema experience. It's the like, when's VR <laughs> just going to become? I went to places. When VR. you have a fully haptic suit and you're completely immersed in it, that's when it starts becoming an experience. What's it got to do with a hat, though? It's basically they built four scenes around the shape of this hat and how it interacts with the environment. It's it's, it's, it's inspired by the hat. Couldn't they have just displayed a hat? On a stand. <laughs> well, no, because then be you cheaper. No, because then you can't have the VR experience. Right. Here's the way to do this on the cheat. You just play a hat on the stand. You put a backdrop in there. You play some of that ocean music background <laughs> stuff in there. Job done. Save some money there. Tell you what. Go down to the mailbox yourself this afternoon and go and try it. You'd actually enjoy it. Or I could just go buy a hat and stand at the beach. <laughs> do you think they're going to let the guy into the mailbox? <laughs> I'm sure there's detectors outside that the moment he gets anywhere near it, the shutters will come down. It's just double basses start playing in the background. <laughs> I don't understand the mailbox. It's a shopping centre. No, you no, can I buy things. <laughs> no, let's be honest, when, whenever a guy turns up anywhere, it's not going to be double basses, it's going to be shrieky violins. Weird news. So, I picked out three stories. You can choose which one you want to hear from these three stories. We always go choose. We always listen to them all anyway. Yes. So. All right. From nextimportsreports.com, California bans drones from delivering weed to your door. <laughs> from nola.com, Taco Bell gets a fashion label with Forever 21. What? And from carthrottle.com, Donkey causes 5k of damage after mistaking orange McLaren for a carrot. <laughs> I vote for story number three. Seconded. Yeah, sure, go with that. Yeah. So this is from carthrottle.com, as I said, uh, and by Matt Robinson. What's carthrottle.com? It is a website for car enthusiasts. It sounds like something you shouldn't be doing alone without a safe word. (laughs) So, donkey causes five carat damage after mistaking orange McLaren for carrot. A court in Hesse, Germany, has ordered the owner of such donkey to pay 5,800 euros after the creature could try to snack on an orange 650S spider. Well, the car does sort that's of have a carrot-like shape, but it is it's completely a, it's the a, wrong size. If your carrots look like that in the supermarket, I am very worried for you, Callum. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they haven't done the donkey much justice on that picture, have they? Poor kid, look at his face! He's no strap behind a barbed wire fence. The donkey, named Fitus, 
FITUS was found at the centre of a bizarre court case in the German federal state of Hesse this week. Why? Because the creature decided to dine out in a McLaren 650S parked near his paddock last year. Owner Marcus Zahn was left with a £5,100 bill after the curious incident but wasn't able to claim compensation from the donkey owner's insurance company. The reason the company reckoned the 49-year-old supercar owner should have picked a better parking spot. I mean, really? he probably should have done, yes. If you're par- Why would you park your car next to a donkey? Yes. Better question, why would you park a McLaren out in the... or somewhere there's donkeys? Yeah. Chances are that's out in the country. You don't want a McLaren out there. Do you know what, he probably deserved this because he's probably going through a midlife crisis. So, do you know what? 49 supercar owner that that fits yeah, the bill yeah, yeah. equally if you can afford the supercar you can probably afford 5k worth of repairs I think it's the principle of the thing yeah surely that can't be any good for the donkey either snacking down on do you want the donkey, like, donkey's probably to his mates like do you know what I'm going to mug this guy off I'm going to buy his car <laughs> I'll teach him I, don't, I reckon the donkey knew it wasn't a carrier and was just being a well, yeah, where, did they, yeah. where did they get that from? Who decided the donkey for like, his car? In the interview, they were like, sorry, why did you eat the car? Oh, do you know what? I just saw it. It was a carrot. You know, me or, you know. So, right. so Callan, are you positing that the donkey was being a bit of an ass? <laughs> oh. oh, that was bad. That, that's that worthy of bad. me, David. That is worthy that of me. Her, that was I'm, I'm wondering what 5K of damage to a McLaren actually looks like. Because I'm thinking this isn't like that level in Street Fighter where you <laughs> smash a car up. I'm reckoning this is just the donkey. The donkey just went, dink. It's a tiny dent, and that yeah. costs five grand. Yeah. <laughs> well, that don't F- taste good. Five k of damage on a, on a McLaren re- is like wing mirror. I reckon he just, I reckon he just bit it, and then because it's like carbon fiber or whatever, yeah. that's five grand. The matter went to court where it was decided the donkey's owner was indeed liable for the damage. As to why fighters thought the 650S constituted a tasty treat, both the police and Zana's theorised he must have mistook the orange McLaren for a carrot. There is no way you can mistake that for no. a carrot. A donkey's colour blind. I don't know. That is a question for the audience. I mean, from the picture that we see, he is literally, he's backed, the way he's parked, he's backed onto the donkey's field, like right against the fence. So it's not surprising that the donkey would come along and like nibble at it through the fence. I mean, <laughs> they've gone for yeah. the full thug. Have you seen the donkey hide behind the car there? <laughs> I mean, they've gone for the full thug image for the donkey, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> They're making him, this, this, is, this is blatantly guilty before even the court case came on. It's probably just because it was shiny. Yeah. That's like, what I think, It's yeah. probably nothing to do with the colour or anything. It's a really highly polished car. It's probably seen its reflection. I mean, if you were, a, don- if you were a donkey and you see something bright and shiny right up next to your thing, of course you've got to go and investigate. I would posit that the donkey saw this, thought of a four-letter word, and just then did something <laughs> the appropriate he was uh, to do it. Right, to follow on from your question, Guy, are donkeys colourblind? I've just typed that into the world's most favourite search engine. And the answer comes up, are all donkeys colourblind in Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what you want, apparently. <laughs> apparently, donkeys are dichromatic, though. They only have two colour vision, as opposed to humans' three colour vision. So he's been wrongly accused, then? Yes. Oh, feel sorry for that donkey. I think we should put together a petition to uh, champion the donkey's causes and that the donkey should actually be paid reparation for that numpty parking his car so close. <laughs> free fighters, free fighters. I think the donkey should get put on a plane and brought over here. Like know, in first class. <laughs> Just yeah. sat he could be Brum Radio's little Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> we have found a cause to get behind. A wrongly accused donkey. Donkey rights for everyone. Someone could, set up that could, Patreon, please. We could restart the um, the opening to the fugitive. 
about how this donkey has been wrongly accused by a one-armed man from McLaren driver has <laughs> tried to escape the law. I know something for the McLaren driver. He's obviously just, obviously just a blend. So. Yes. Right, I'm going to read out the Taco Bell story because it's very short anyway. So Taco Bell is getting a Forever 21 clothing line report posted on September 29th by Jennifer Lorena. These aren't made-up names, Keith, before you even start. Taco Bell is teaming up with Forever 21 to create a clothing line of bodysuits, sweatshirts and hoodies inspired by its menu of tacos and burritos, USA Today reports. Stop. Nobody wants a bodysuit. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> the report says the line will be a limited time collection will go on sale at Forever 21 stores in the US and online starting October the 11th. Retail analyst Lauren Bittar tells USA Today that expect eye-roll-worthy style rather than seriously branded shirts and sweatshirts most restaurants selling already. With a tie like this, you go ridiculous or you go home, Bittar said. The report notes that this will be Taco's Bell's first attempt at a fashion collaboration. So is this tongue-in-cheek now? Yes. Mm. This is clearly tongue-in-cheek. It's basically stupidity so they've like got the sauce yeah. packets and like taco mm. covered stuff I want like a sweatshirt or a hoodie just with a taco emoji just a giant taco e- emoji equally though you know obviously this is, an Amer- this is America and they are serious about their fast food over there so well, they did say they did say in the article that it was gonna that you could sort of had to you couldn't take it too seriously because yeah. it is sort it, of it's clothing for thing. idiots by idiots so it's, it's for it. hipsters effectively yes. I think there's so the I whole thing you wear it ironically yeah. yes so this is the opposite of them having some guy who's basically a burrito in a suit wander around on TV most of the time it's like the, <laughs> well, the other side of that well why why pay for advertising when you get idiots to buy it from you and wear it around and advertise for you for free exactly genius yes or better well, yet you Put your name on a T-shirt, sell it for a large amount of money, and then get idiots to give you the free advertising and a large chunk of money at the same time. Although I would be one hundred, I, <laughs> I would be one hundred percent behind the British equivalent of a Greg's clothing line <laughs> for sale in TK Maxx or Primark. Tesco value T-shirt. <laughs> what was that British uh, burger chain that never did very well? Wimpy. Wimpy. Right. What? How can you say this is a British burger chain that they never did very well? They gave you cutlery to eat a burger. The, up until McDonald's invaded this country, Wimpy was the go-to place for burgers in Wimpy this country. Wimpy is amazing. Which you also got to have with plates, with eggs and sausages and um, fried bread. It was like American. It was like American food, but tortured through some twisted British mirror. See, I thought you were going to. I thought you were talking about the uh, the burger chain that closed recently that blamed terrorism. The reason they closed. Wait, what was this? Oh, Handmade Burger Company. Yes, Yes, they blamed reasons including competition, terrorism, and increasing rent. Whoa! (laughs) Handmade Burger Company has closed down. No, they're still. They went into administration and they're restricted, so they've only got a few restaurants left. But how does how do they they personally blame terrorism? Does that not affect everybody? I still think that the the reason civilization has broken down is because we don't have wimpies anymore. Because wimpies were civilized, you sat at a table, people brought you your food, you had knives and forks, not this kind of like throwing your wrappers out on the floor afterwards exactly. kind of stuff. It's all McDonald's fault. Yeah, if it weren't for McDonald's, we'd still have wimpy. Would be a much better place. It's still wimpy Nottingham. Going back I don't to, go to Nottingham. Going back to how many burger come, did you want the full story with its clickbait headline? Yes, please. Just well, just the headline. I'm not sure I'm interested yeah. in the rest of the story. So this is from our local rag, the Birmingham Mail, which we went for the classifieds on last week. The threat of terrorism, sporting events and rival openings contribute to the demise of a Birmingham-based chain of burger restaurants, according to a new report. Wait, sporting events? So people getting healthy is, is killing yes. off... 
Handmade Burger Company found in 2000. <laughs> I can't even read the story because <laughs> pop-up ads. Local. Oh, this white rubbish newspaper edition. Local bloody websites with pop-ups blocking out the entire adverts, auto-playing videos, and all the crap that comes with trying to read one story. Bloody hell, guy! You sounded a lot like Ryan there. <laughs> Going back to the story. Anger in his eyes right now. <laughs> because I'm sick of pop-ups on the internet. The whole point of the internet was it was supposed to be a way to get information easily and for free. And now but advertising has killed them. Yes, but not with stupid pop-up ads. With little ads on the side that you can choose to click on if you are interested. I don't not with stupid s- pop-up ads yeah. that interfere with everything. I don't want to see a bald, bearded man with a giant PayPal logo emblazoned across his face. Time for Mr. Tem's movie quotes. Hello, everybody at Geeky Brummy. Nice of you to let me back in the studio again. Well, we couldn't lo- let you, you bash through the door. It's kind of, it's kind of nice because we get a few minutes break from that Keith Bloomfield, so. I know, he's terrible, isn't he? God. He always seems to nip out for the loo when Mr. Tim's turns up. It's a weird experience. Do you know, I reckon they've had a, a bit of history together and a bit, bit awkward being in the same room together. Well, well, I tell you, in, in, in that Bearwood place. I see him often waiting for a bus. It's not it's not a pleasant sight, I tell you. You have a nice little uh, rendezvous. Oh, no, no, no. He gets the 82, I get the 120. Totally different. Streets. Mr. Timms does not run through fields of wheat. We know this. No. I respect farmers. <laughs> I don't run through wheat fields in me high-top trousers. I pull right up to me, underneath me bosom. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Bay City Rollers. Look, I saw her on the telly today. She was doing a Bay City Rollers tribute thing. <laughs> No wonder the EU can't take this country seriously. <laughs> anyway, you right, you want me to come and do these movie quote <laughs> yes, things you again, you brought right? some movie quotes. You're actually going to be any good at them this time? No. You've been watching some films, Mr. Timms. Watching? Watching films? Mainly, mainly yes, the... I watch them. I don't work at the same time as I watch them. <laughs> do you have like I a... sit down, watch a film, take the whole thing in, watch the credits, watch the titles, all of it. Do you like have a little TV in your tractor? T- TV? 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 No, I got a big HD projector. <laughs> It's on the side of me barn. It's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> Locals come round. £100 parking. Fantastic. Right, anyway, let's get into this because i got quite a few of them. Right, so the first one. Well, I don't know. What are you going to shout out when you think you know the answer? Introduce your teams. i got my team on my left. I don't fancy their chances much. Uh, we'll shout Jogus because that's what's written on Ryan's bottle here. Jogus. <coughs> we'll have my uh, Polish yoghurt so beverage. Okay, you're going to say team Jogus. Right, my team on my right, who I fancy their chances are. They look pretty together. So what are you going to shout out? Freedom City. <laughs> <laughs> team really team Drogus sure. and Team Freedom City. Right, okay, here we go, right. Brilliant. Here's the first one. It's a quote from a film, okay? This is what you're doing. So, a magnificent, opulent, tremendous, stupendous, gargantuan, bedazzlement, a sensual ravishment, it will be a spectacular, spectacular. Jogus. Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory. Eh, wrong. Yes, I told you this team on the right had got it all going. Freedom City didn't shout out their name. <laughs> Doesn't matter, you you answered and you got it wrong. We were excluded because of your rubbish answer. Oh, I like that you didn't put any effort in there, did you, coffee? Willy Wonka, I don't know. He's completely obsessed with his dangly bits, that guy, Halford. <laughs> right, here we go. Question, answered thing, quote two. Yeah, I, this accent's going to go terrible as it were. Right, it's going to send us back to the Stone Age. You have no idea what's coming. Uh, um... Yogis, Independence Day. Eh, wrong. <sighs> Would you like to hear it again? 
It's going to send us back to the Stone Age. You have no idea what's coming. Imagine I'm in a, I'm in a blue suit as well. I've got a mask on. Not in this particular <laughs> film, but in another role <laughs> I did. No, no, it was Godzilla. That was, it was, it was, uh, Mr. Cranston did it. Right, here's another one. If that one trips you up, this one you got no chance on. Right, those of you lucky enough to still have their lives, take them with you. However, yeah, leave the lip... <laughs> Let me finish. Carry on, I know it. Leave the limbs you've lost. They belong to me now. Except for you, Sophie. You stay exactly where you are. Yoga's Kill Bill Volume 1. Okay, that's <gasps> one. One, one. Okay, equals... Yes. Right, here we go. Next one. I now know why you cry, but it is something I can never do. Yoga's Drive? Nope. It's recently been re-released. Can we have it again, please? Oh, mm-hmm. oh. That would be one of mm. Yeah, maybe. Recently released in 3D. Not giving you Sorry. any clues. Yay, there we go. <laughs> hey, I have no favouritism to a team I here. I'm all <laughs> why you cry. <laughs> Two, one. I like that result. Hey, here we go. Next one. Up we go. I'm not sure I agree with you 100% on your police work there, Lou. Yeah, Police Academy. Nope. Police Academy 2. Nope. It's, <laughs> not, it's not a Police Academy Robot film Cop? at all. No. One more time. Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. <coughs> imagine, imagine it's a... Uh, Mission to Moscow. It's, it's an American <laughs> accent. Uh, I'm not sure you're getting it from me, but... Um, I'm not sure I agree with your police work. Hun- no, that's wrong. I'm reading it completely differently. I'm, I'm not sure I agree with, agree with you 100% on your police work there, Lou. I don't know. Nobody's going to, uh, it was Marge Gunderson in Fargo. Oh. Uh, there you go. Okay, here's the next one. You can't choose between life and death when we're dealing with what is in between. <laughs> yeah, li- yeah. Flatliners? No. Part of the Living Dead? No. Dogma? No. Nobody's going to get it. 28 days Please later. Academy forces. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a clue. No. It's got it's TV. Uh, there's a TV in it, and there's a dispute about who directed it. AI? No. That doesn't have a TV in it. Bright sure. director <laughs> type person. It was remaked. Remaked? Do they remake things? <laughs> with Sam Rockwell in recently. Oh, God. You're never <laughs> going to get it. We'll move on to the next oh, one. It was Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. See if, right. Get ready. You're going to get this one. Introducing the double-decker couch so everyone can watch TV together at Beat Buddies. Oh, she didn't call out the name. Didn't call out the name. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. It's fine. It's cheating going on here. There's no cheating. It's good. It's Freedom C. It's right in front of you. (laughs) They got to say something that just sounds like... Right, here's the next one. You're not sending me to the cooler. Yogus. Demolition Man. Nope. It's terrible. <laughs> well, that's ninety percent of your movie collection. <laughs> what? I'll have you know, I've got an excellent movie collection. Okay, nipples. Steven Seagal. <laughs> there you go. There's another clue. It's oh. terrible. And nipples. Batman Forever. Say <laughs> no. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, I might. I, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes, but I'm not awarding you the point just yet. We'll see what the scores are like at the end. <sighs> Um, okay, <laughs> cheating. <laughs> Next one. 
If you wear a dress and you have an animal sidekick, you're a princess. Uh, Free, they're saying it. Moana. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you can have that point from before. That's fine now. We got four <laughs> two. That's good. Right. Okay. Next one. A new life awaits you in the off-world colonies. A chance to begin again oh. in a golden land. Yogus, Yogus, Yogus. Blade Runner. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Damn, 3-2. Three, Come on. 3-3. Three, three. Right. 4-3. Right. Uh, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of falling. Oh. Clue will be the actor in this film has recently passed away. No. 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 I was Harry Dean Stanton in Paris, Texas. Just let me watch it. Okay, right. How many more have we got? One. 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 Well, they can't lose, so that's fine. Um, (laughs) Several points. No, no. (laughs) This isn't Noel Edmonds' cheap, 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 I'll have you know. (laughs) We don't want the right people to win here, not not chances. Um, Right, okay, last one is, that's very clever, sir, but what if there's a fire? I think violating fire codes and endangering the lives of children would be unwise at this juncture in your career, sir. I don't know, but that sounds really intriguing. (laughs) Can we get a hint? It's an 80s classic. It's a what classic? 80s classic. Oh, 80s classic. Backdraft. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned fire. Backdraft says 90s. (laughs) Let's try that quote again. That's very clever, sir. But what if there's a fire? I think violating fire codes and endangering the lives of children would be unwise at this juncture. At this juncture in your career. So you can see where I went back to Would it be Die Hard? No. Right, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the name of one actor that's in it, and then I, I expect you to leap in and say what it is. Okay? Judd Nelson. Yogas, Breakfast Club. Yeah, you were too slow. I'm going to give a point to this lot. Okay, here we go. Cheating. Laying <laughs> cheating. Yeah, I'm not. Right. I don't like Mr. Tim's anymore. No, me, Callan, and Guy are going to go and beat the hell Freedom, out of Mr. Tim's. Freedom Tim's City right? wins. Yay. Yeah. Put him over with his tractor. Yes. Good farm boy. I actually want Keith back. Yeah. Don't worry. Well, I'll go and bloody get him then get if you out, want. Get out, Mr. Tim's. <laughs> You've made a fool of yourself. Just because you last. Go and enjoy your 100-inch barn side screen. Well, if you'd like to come, it's only £100 to park in a field at the back screen. Can't artist. Cheaper than the NEC. Oi! What? Flipping it. What the heck was going What's he doing here again? Uh, you know, just he just snuck in when you went out to the loo. You left the door open again. It's because it's I have too many carbohydrates. <laughs> but that's why I was long. No, but, yeah. You need, some yogurt. you need some yoghurt with some fire in it. <clears throat> Yakult. That's yes. what I need. A bit of Yakult. Right, we're here now on the Rebellion stand and having a look at Rogue Trooper Redux. I'm here with Robbie from Rebellion. Uh, Robbie, tell us a little bit more about Rogue Trooper Redux. Well, I don't know if any of you remember, but uh, Rogue Trooper originally came out in 2006. It was a cover-based third-person shooter. came out before the likes of Gears of War and stuff, and it had a nice cult following. It's done well for Rebellion down the years. It's still on Steam. But we decided it was time for a bit of an upgrade. So it's back this year. It's out on October the 17th with all new visuals and a few uh, little changes as well to the controls and a couple of new features as well. So how much does the game uh, follow the Road Trooper story that's appeared in 2000 AD for a good few years? It's very loyal to the original 
volume one of Rogue Trooper in terms of the early story, the Court Zone Massacre, and what happens after that in his hunt for the Traitor General. It's, it was written by Gordon Rennie, and obviously, well, fun fact for you, actually, Gordon's working on our new game, Stranger Brigade, as well, because uh, we like to work on this so much. And obviously, he's been around the block in the comics and sci-fi world as well, writing for Warhammer and, and the likes. So what's going to be new to the game, uh, having it now be re-released on all of the modern consoles? What's, what's going to be different about it? The first thing, obviously, going to spot are the, the visuals, the character models, the weapons, the vehicles have all been completely redone. Uh, Rogue, for example, actually looks very different to what he looks in the 2006 game. He's actually modelled on the original Rogue Trooper designed by Dave Gibbons with the skinny jeans and, and that kind of thing. So that's a cool new look. Graphically, obviously, a whole load of new enhancements have been made. Um, but this is definitely the Rogue Trooper game that people will remember and love. In terms of other new features, the control scheme's changed. The cover is now automatic and a lot more dynamic and a bit easier to use. It's now handily as well got an aim down sights on the left trigger, which you know we've brought in obviously with the likes of Resident Evil and Gears, and that's uh, come back into Rogue now. So that's kind of a nice new feature. There's new difficulty modes and a couple of small tweaks to balance and things but uh, it is it will hopefully play and feel like you remember but look uh, look better are there any audio enhancements Has this time have you re-recorded any of the voices we didn't have access to all of the the original game files some stuff just gets lost but no it's effectively the original audio with uh, some slight enhancements um, what's what's the online play like for it uh, a part of the game that not people know about and I think it's because originally when it came out it was relying on the GameSpy servers and unfortunately GameSpy went under didn't they but it actually had two modes that are playable for up to four players in co-op we have a progressive mode and a, and a kind of defensive mode one's kind of a wave based defence mode and one is where you're trying to get to a certain set of objectives and what's cool about it is that you're playing as the characters chips from the game obviously three of them end up dying sorry spoilers right at the beginning of Rogue Trooper and that's obviously the kind of the pull of the whole thing that he's effectively a, a one man uh, kind of squad um, but you actually get to play as all four of them uh, whereas they all come to nasty ends in the first level of the game so so if you're a big fan of Gunnar Helm and Bagman you'll be able to play as, as the original characters before, before they just end up as snarky chips in his weapons yeah, exactly um, when's it out and on what systems can it, is it available for right uh, so on the 17th of October uh, so the build you're seeing here it says beta but the actual game is finished which is fantastic uh, on the 17th of October it comes out on Xbox One PS4 and PC and it is coming to Switch as well hopefully as close to the launch of the others as possible. It won't be long, but we started on it slightly later, and we the first time we've worked on Switch, so we're getting used to the, the processes and whatnot, but it, it won't be long. It's good to see games like Rogue Trooper making its way onto the Switch, so that's good, so everybody will get to play it. Uh, if you want to find out more, you can log on to roguetrooper.com and, and buy 2000 AD and read more of Rogue's adventures. But yeah, thanks, Robin. Yeah, great, thanks a lot. You're listening to Geeky Brimit on Brim Radio. We're here with Chris from Play Fusion, who's going to demonstrate the amazing Lightseekers game, which is a figure slash card slash tablet game. Yeah, Lightseekers is what we call next level connected play. It is the fusion of an epic mobile and tablet app, smart action figures, and trading cards. I'm going to introduce you, first of all, to two very special people. This is Jack, and then over here we have Cora. So let's pop her down there. So these are seven inch collector grade, fully articulated smart action figures. As toys, they're really fun. They light up, they talk, uh, they vibrate, they're aware of their surroundings. Uh, they're just really cool toys. It'd be a bit difficult to hear in the sound, but I can probably just get him to chat to you. You may have picked that up, you may not. He's really cool. Where he really comes to life 
is when we pair him into the mobile game. The Lightseekers app, there's two experiences I can choose from. There's the action games, which are kind of short-paced party games. Yeah. And then there's the adventure game, which is our longer play role-playing game. A bit of a single-player experience. That's what we're going to look at first. The game is detected that I've got Jax here paired into the game. Yep. So I'm going to hit play. As I connect in, Jax is going to flash, he's going to link in, yeah. he's going to talk. I'm now ready to play. Let's gear up. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to grab one of Jax's extra weapons. This is the Spinblade 3000. Okay. What I can do is I can pop that into Jack's, Jack's left hand, and when I do, the game instantly recognizes the weapon. I'm now dual wielding. Jack spoke and said, thanks very much for gearing me up. So not only are my attacks stronger because I have this weapon, but I also have a special that goes with it. Before we jump in though, I want to make sure I win this fight. Now the trading cards are a Stat, fully playable standalone trading card game. If that's compare it to the game, it's a bit like a Magic the Gathering kind of feel. So. Yeah, so if you've played Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon, it plays similarly to those types of trading card games. It's a very uh, fresh uh, look at the genre. Um, turns are quite short, you have two actions. Games typically last about 10-15 minutes. But there's enough depth and complexity there for advanced players. So we have shown it to Magic the Gathering players. And some have said, actually, this is kind of cool. There's something fresh here. There's enough complexity for me to build my own kind of unique deck and mechanics. So, yeah, there's really something there. So all these are standalone as well. So yeah. Just the card game, just the app, or just with the figurines. But you can combine all three together. Absolutely. The ultimate experience. So let's grab this card here. This is the Cora card. And what we're going to do is we're going to pop open the camera on the tablet. And if I show the Cora card to the, to, the, uh, to the tablet, Cora will actually leap out of the card and come to life. So we've kind of got this cool augmented reality experience here. So there's Cora. And if I activate the card, Cora's going to jump into the game. She's going to drop in and she's going to fight alongside me. So now when I jump into combat and use these attacks and these abilities, she's going to fight alongside me. And that, that is, again, another way of powering up and doing better. This is the Smart Bomb card. The Cora card gave me a follower, yep. a companion. This does something different. This gives me a special attack. Within the trading card game, the Smart Bomb is a combo card, which is a very powerful card that requires multiple cards to be able to play it. Within the uh, mobile app, this card is a powerful card also. It does a lot of damage. So I can run in deploy my smart bomb, he'll leap into the air, boom, massive explosion, everything dies. That card is so powerful that that's now on cooldown and I can't use it again for a few minutes. So that's the training cards. This is the flight pack and this is in fact Jax's flight pack. So what I do is I can attach the flight pack to the back of the fusion core, just clips in there. The game will instantly recognize the accessory. And now I can, using the buttons, I can take off and I can use the figure as a controller. So I can now fly around and my movements with the figure allow me to control jacks in the game. And if I hadn't cleared the area of enemies, I could also do aerial attacks and I could use that aerial uh, cannon that I have. 
Absolutely. Different kind of experience to what it would be yeah. if you were just using the app as well. Yeah. So um, the app's available on Play Store and iOS and on Amazon. That's right. It's available on all three platforms. It's free to download. Um, you can play the game for free. You don't need the figures. You don't need the cards. There's one more thing to, to show you. Yeah. Would you like a head-to-head -head challenge in the action games? Sounds cool. Let's do it. So this is a coin chase through the forest. Right. We need to collect as many coins as we can. Okay. okay? To do that, you're going to fly yep. using the figure as a controller. These two little buttons on the back yep. will shoot rockets. And if you hit the other person, they will drop their coins. <laughs> okay? So this reminds me a bit like Sonic 2 when you had the chase with Sonic and the A little bit, yeah. So three, two, one, here yep. we go. So what we've got here is the like very low latency connection between the figures and the game. Nice and responsive. Yep. I'm going to start shooting rockets at you. And you felt that, didn't yeah. you? So you so got figure vibrates as you're playing along. Yep. So you got that nice force feedback. Yep. Um, they're actually amazingly responsive. This is really different kind of So everybody's used to playing with a normal controller, but this is a really interesting and different way of playing here. It really is. It really is. And, the, you know, there's no portal, there's no wires. No. Um, it's just the figures and the tablet. So this is really portable. So is this okay. Bluetooth? It's a Bluetooth, yeah. So, you know, this will work in the car. Yep. You can just get it out in the lounge and you can uh, play it in the lounge. Connect it over Apple TV and you can play on the big screen or through a Chromecast. Um, there's and lots of options there. You've got the Fire Stick as well for Amazon. So. Yeah, yeah, there's loads of great options. And this is just one of the mini games that we have. We have like a racing version. Yeah. We have one where stuff comes at you and you've got to shoot it down. Yeah. Um, then we've got what I'd like to call kind of like a whack-a-mole game where you have to hit things that pop up. So let's see. I think I just pipped you. Yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> bit of experience there. A little bit more experience, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good race. So yeah, so that's Light Seekers. So small action figures and accessories. Epic RPG and action games, and a really fresh new trading card game. We are back with Robbie at the Rebellion Stand here in the rest area at EGX at the NEC, and you've got a brand new IP coming out. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Strange Brigade, it's very exciting. This is uh, one of the first times we've had it in the UK, uh, first time you can play a bit on co op, and first time you can play it on Xbox One X as well here. So, all very good. We announced it at E3 this year. And um, yeah, it's nice to be working on something really new for us. So, you know, we're known for our IP, like Sniper Elite, like Road Trooper and the 2000 AD stuff. But yes, yeah, something fully new and uh, exciting to work on. And it's great to see a British developer coming out with this new fresh IP rather than licensed games that we can see quite a lot in the UK games industry seems to be branching out. How would you describe Strange Brigade if you had 30 seconds to describe it? I would call it a kind of a rip-roaring 1930s adventure for one to four players. Features some really fun close quarters, co-op combat, third-person action that is, along with traps and puzzles and a little bit of exploration and a lot of daring do. So it's got a bit of an archaeology feel to the background of it. The inspirations are kind of all of those serial flicks and radio shows from the 30s and 40s that were kind of over the top and good versus bad and British adventurers saving the world. All very silly and obviously we, we poke fun at that quite seriously with a, with, a, with a narrator in the game who's telling you things like, crikey, that was an excellent shot and things like that. Yeah, it gets, uh, it's got a nice kind of light-hearted tone to it. All with the British stiff upper lip there. 
Yes, but it very much pokes fun at it, that's for sure. So being in EGX, so you're not too far away, you're based in Oxford. Yep. So a bit different from an E3 kind of feel, getting a Euro European? Yeah, completely different. What's great about EGX is always being players first. E3's kind of moving towards that. We were at Gamescom as well. I mean, that is a huge show. I love Gamescom, but EGX is a little bit more relaxed. And yeah. uh, it's fun coming to Birmingham because... It's quite easy for us. We just hop on the train, drive over, or you know, stay in the hotel around here. So uh, it's a great show to come to. You'll see why so many English developers are here. You know, Team 17 have got a big presence here. Curve have got a big presence here. A load of indies are right next door to us. You know, really like two or three man teams. The, the team opposite us, uh, they don't even have any programmers, and yet they're here with a beautiful looking game running on PC. So it's it's a great show to be at. Yeah, I mean that's a fantastic feel. We've been here all day today, and it's gone top down. So you've got some big flagship titles. Uh, people getting their first play of here before they've been released, including the beautiful Road Trooper Redux. And it comes down to the indie scene, and it's great to see some fresh new developers. I mean, we've even seen some universities here offering games courses, people a good way to get into this. The studio's going from strength to strength. Obviously, it's been around a long time. It's our 25th birthday this year, but the last two or three years, we've really come into our own in terms of everything's our own IP, everything is self-published. Uh, we've got a really cool company who do our box copies for us. That's still important. Um, but now we do everything ourselves. You know, we weren't even when we had a publisher, we weren't doing events like this with stands like this. And uh, you know, we're, I just think we're doing a much better job of reaching out to the community now than, than what we were doing. So it's uh, yeah, it's a fun place to be at the moment. Yeah, and I can imagine Rebellion is a completely insane place to work. We've got book publishers there, the comic of course, 2008D. We've got Mega City One starting very soon in yes, production we have, now. Yeah. And of course, the games developer. So is it kind of bit this big melting pot of ideas? And it is. There's a lot of crossover, and uh, for example. One of the designers, narrative people on our Zombie Army game is now helping out on the uh, Mega City One side. We have people from the video team who've gone from making trailers for games to working on the TV stuff. And we've had people come the other way. So we've had authors who've written some of our books have come on to help like help out on the narrative and games and things. So uh, it's yeah, it's really cool. You, you won't you won't be able to tell what team anyone's working in just by walking in. It's very <laughs> open studio, so people could be working on anything and often are to you be just honest. Just wheel your chair over and you're on yeah. I mean, I lo- you know for the first time in years, I launched a book last week. So uh, that was crazy. I believe you had Nate on the show recently, yeah. and that was great because I was like, I haven't I haven't worked on a book in years, and here we are doing a video game book. And and, uh, yeah, lots of fun. Cool, brilliant. Thanks very much for coming. All right, thank you. And that was EGX, which was on last weekend from Thursday till Sunday. Quite an action-packed adventure that we had there. Dave, you went with George on the Sunday. Yeah, it was really good day. Got got to play the new Assassin's Creed, which looks incredible. Yeah, Re- def- definitely picking up a PS4 so I can play that. Yeah, you know, I've been saying this for for years, but <laughs> um, yeah, got to, got to play a couple of the other games like Total War, Warhammer Two looks really good as well. Yes, quite a lot of upcoming stuff that I'm really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Keith, what was your favourite game of the week? Well, I kind of liked everything that wasn't new, literally, <laughs> almost. Um, they had this whole retro gaming section, which was phenomenal, yes. because there were some fantastic games there. Me and Guy into oblivion on point blank. Well, you kind of held your own. Guy was just constantly looking like a puppy that had been kind of left in the yeah, in the sun too long. I feel that you bullied me. <laughs> it was it was sixteen wins, one draw. You know, whatever it, whatever that was, it was good. Bully. But I like that retro gaming thing. And my favourite game of the whole show was a game from uh, a studio called Cuphead, um, which looks like a nineteen thirties cartoon. Plays like an old school side scrolling shooter. It's amazing. I'm not sure I'm on board with these graphical powerhouse 
yeah. games that take 40,000 years to play and you must play them from day one otherwise you're going to be scuppered because you haven't got the 44,000 power from you need Star Wars Battlefront <laughs> but no but that's Star- that's the original Star Wars Battlefront I'm not on board with the whole idea of now you've got ship classes and you've got to you've got to gain things I like the whole idea of fighter squadron it's basically you had a ship and you're either good or you're not good and that was it. There was no kind of like, you got extra special weapons just because you've been playing it forever. So essentially what you like is X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Yeah, proper old school games. But a lot of the, good, a lot of the games yeah. they had were, were really good. We played um, Marble Madness and Space Invaders. There was the noise that was coming from those machines was beautiful. It was, it was The noise coming from Guy in the queue for the Afterburner machine was also incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, who lets their son push in front of me? Well, do, do you not know who I am? Wait, he was God. wearing his press pass and I'm surprised he didn't just slap it in the guy's face that cost me a fiver I had to ask that guy to do that on purpose <laughs> it cost me a fiver I say, was that the guy that tried to run Guy over <laughs> probably it's was. just one guy that follows Guy around everywhere just <laughs> little nuisances in his life do you know what as well he got off mid go and now I had to pick up the rest of his turn so I didn't even get to play from stage one I had to pick up where he left off Joker <laughs> it was great to see the retro arcade alongside with more modern titles as you mentioned Assassin's Creed Origins was there yeah. some big flagship titles Destiny 2 was there yeah. where you could get a limited edition item only available at EGX yeah. you um, had Gran Turismo were there Gran Turismo I, I was loving the setup they had with the uh, the pods they look really yeah. cool Forza 655 whatever <laughs> version is out now Call yeah. of Duty we're back to World War 2 again because we've run out of ideas well, that, that, that was a while ago yes did you say Call of Duty Yes, yeah. <laughs> and South Park: The Fractured Butthole, which I played last year, which was a great experience because it had the Nodulus Rift, but still yeah. not being released yet. Get on that, guys! I oh. pre-ordered that when it was originally <laughs> like announced. Amazon have tried to make me not order it for like half a dozen times. Yeah. You forgot the most important game: Disneyland Adventures. Oh ah, yes. Yeah, my, fr- right. my friend played the South Park game and said he came off feeling unclean. <laughs> That, that whole Disneyland Adventures thing, Guy's friends might be interested in this. He spent most of that game trying to hug Belle. <laughs> and it's pre-programmed into the game. You can't not do it. But for some reason, she wouldn't. <laughs> and there's also Disneyland Rush, which is the Pixar one. Yeah, I would say that, that to me felt, felt sort of... You remember like yeah. PlayStation Home on the PS3? Yeah. Sort of like, like that, but Disneyfied. Yeah, I, mean, I really enjoyed um, Dragon Ball Z Rush fighter game. Mainly because of Spank Because you Keith you and Guy on that one. Yeah, because but I didn't listen to what the guy was saying about controllers because he was, uh, again... You you not listening. Shocking. Well, yes. let's not talk about that, man. The, the other bit I liked was the, the indie zone because <clears throat> there were a lot of really nice-looking yes. indie games. I mean, unfortunately, some of them were on kind of like Steam and PC and stuff. I'd yeah. like to see a lot more of these games hit consoles because yeah, they looked stunning, some of those games. The Resed area, and there was the Leftfield Collection, which is a competition they run every year, which is where people bring their own indie games, and there's so many wins, and they try and put a contract. And it's really good demonstration of seeing these indie games. I mean, you even had universities there advertising their gaming courses. It was a really nice variety of gaming rather than just purely console. Do you know what my highlight was? Is when you were trying to chat to somebody about a quiz game, and I spent the time putting leaflets in your bag, which amused the girl who was quite clearly having to uh, look entertained at the stand she was working at. Just another example of Guy's vindictiveness. Simple things amuse you, Guy. <laughs> but it's really good fun. Really want to go back next year, and we really recommend it if you want to go to that. Definitely. Experience at the NEC. Blade Runner 2049. New film, out the 5th of October. We're looking forward to it. Cautiously optimistic, Keith. 
cautiously. Yeah. Um, I like the director. His work's really good. Yes. I like Harrison Ford. His work's really good. Ridley Scott and Ryan Gosling, not so sure about. Um, but, you know, it's a film that's had a lot of love. I, I remember seeing it back, ooh, yeah, yeah, a long time ago, yes. with the narration and the all the rest of it. The terrible version, and then the proper director. <sighs> it's funny, because cause I saw it that way first. I don't see it as being terrible. I still loved it, <clears throat> because it was quite a long time <clears throat> after that we got the kind of recut version with uh, the narration taken out and all the rest of it. But Whoa. There's narration in Blade Runner. In the original version, not cinemas, yeah. Then the director's cut took all that out. Yeah, Harrison Ford kind of talks you through the story. So there's kind of a voiceover through most of the film. So if you, if you see, the, see the original 80... <laughs> your mind has been blown, guy. It's definitely worth seeing. It's a di- it's a different, it is a different story in a fashion. Um, but it works really well. It looks fantastic. And I like the fact that they've kept the kind of aesthetic look of it. There's still advertisements in there for Pan Am and Atari and all the rest yeah. of it. Um, so I want it to be really good. I'd like it to be really good. Um, but yeah... yeah. I mean, they have done quite some brilliant viral marketing with this. So we've had three short stories in the lead up to this one. We've had the first one with Jared Leto, second one with Dave Batista's character coming through, and then we've had the animated short, which has been absolutely stunning, and I think it's a brilliant piece of work. I do like that. It does remind me a smidgen of what they did with the Matrix. Yes, the Animatrix the was, a, was the Animatrix was the second good, best yeah. Matrix movie. Thank you very much. Um, but that looks, yeah, I, I, I'm, I know I'm going to end up going to see it. Although yeah. it's got Hans Zimmer doing the music as well, which is another kind of checking the wrong box. You'll be getting the big, fo- big horns out again. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Wonder Woman theme will appear in there Vangelis in the middle of it. Around. Vangelis retired. Vangelis, did you just say, Guy? Vangelis? Vangelis. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can bring him out of retirement, offer him a substantial amount of cash to... Uh, well, hang on a minute, wasn't they after that punk, aren't they? The resident go-to. They did Tron Legacy well. Yeah, I think that's the, wrong, that's the wrong sound. Blade Runner's much more down. Yes. Um, it, it needs wise. to be deep, dark, synthy music. Yeah, and, and um, Den- <laughs> Denis, Dennis, Dennis Villeneuve yes. did a good job with Arrival last year. Yes. Did a good job Absolutely with Sicario. Yes. Um, so it, it's in it's in good hands. And I've heard from a lot of the reviews that, that Ridley hasn't gone in and gone and retconned it all like he did with Alien, well, which is like is, everybody's a replicant and this is what happened. This has been in the works since 1999, so 18 years to get a film out. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not an unnecessary sequel, that we don't really need it. it, it it's the first film didn't need a sequel, um, but I hope it does really well. Um, so yeah, I, I've got high hopes for it. It could be, could be that's the kind of good sci-fi movie we really need this year. I've just seen something that scares me on the Wikipedia <laughs> page you're looking at, though. Co-written by a person who wrote Eagle Eye. Yes, we remember Eagle Eye, the Sheila Booth 2008 thriller. Shh. You might have done better work since then. Do you want to name shame that particular writer? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's name him. Uh, hang on, where was it? Um, Travis Wright. Yeah, Travis but Wright. he wrote the 1999 version, so I don't know how much his work has carried through to this. I, th- I, hope I, I thought um, John Logan was involved in the writing yeah, for I this one as well. It's had many fingers in many pies touching it on the way through. And it says <laughs> screenplay here is Hampton Fancher and Michael Green. Ah, cool. So I think they're throwing away that script and started again. Um, the only thing that is quite a bit of a sad note is Jared Leto's character was supposed to be played by David Bowie originally. That was Denise Villeneuve's vision. Yeah. And, and I have seen a few reviews that say that he is one of the weak links in it. But I do quite like the idea of an ex-carpenter having to work with a plank of wood. So that's cool. <laughs> um, 
Because <laughs> I have no love for Mr. But, Mr. Ryan, emotionless Gosling. But they've kept the story quite tight-lipped. I mean, we've had these prequels, but they haven't actually released much in the trailer of what's going on. You've seen like the the desolate wasteland, Ryan Gosling turning up at Harrison Ford's gaff, but that's about it. Yeah, as long as he gets to beat him up, I'm quite looking forward to that bit. Harrison Ford laying the smackdown on uh, Ryan. I mean, that is a little bit of the joke, though, isn't it? That Harrison Ford is just basically reviving his entire career from the 80s. playing, but, And still being better than everybody yeah. else as well. Yeah, but isn't it like a victory lap? So he's done Han Solo, he's done Deckard, and now he's going to do Indiana Jones. It's almost kind of like, you know, guys, I'm probably uh, going to pop my clogs soon, but I'm just doing this victory lap, you know, one last tour, you know, I've, bring I've, out the bring out the hits. I've had the Millennium Falcon fall on my foot. We're yeah. pretty much at the end. After the last half, last Indiana Jones film he doesn't need to do a five please leave it alone didn't he didn't he crash his aeroplane recently as well so, for the yeah. third time and yeah. walked away that's a hero yeah. isn't it it's like yeah God, just crash my plane and walk off he just laughed gave it the fingers <laughs> <laughs> he's a real life action hero I think he's learnt so much but I am thoroughly looking forward to this movie um, I've got high hopes it might be my film of the year I mean it's getting really really solid reviews not mother go away <laughs> That film does not deserve any more mentions on this show. It's a tough one. We've got this and then we've got Thor coming yeah. later in the year. Yeah. And I'm kind of Thor's going to be the happy, jolly, fun, fun yeah. movie. And I think it's a thun movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just be good, Blade Runner, please. Really yes, be good. Don't, good don't, um, yeah, don't, don't sully the, the memory of, of, of one of the film's sci-fi classics. It is a bona fide classic. It is a film that defined... A genre and kind of set Ridley Scott up as being this author, this director. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, having done Alien before, yeah. then doing Blade Runner, that kind of cemented his place in kind of like our sci-fi lexicon of great yeah. creators. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of like, but yeah, just be good, just be good. <laughs> Honestly, I've seen the original once. I don't really remember it. I'm not. I've I've Sacrilege. not watched any of the, the trailers. <laughs> It's one of the things like I'm not that fussed about it. I we got that from the head nod. <laughs> <laughs> I slept through the first Blade Runner. I'm afraid. <gasps> What's going on in the studio? So, so for anyone who hasn't seen the original Blade Runner, watch the director's cut. Is it worth? Watch- Don't bother. Is it worth watching the the original version and then the director's cut, or just skip the original, go straight to director's cut? No, because that's where the naming for the Blade Runners is wrong. So if you watch the director's cut, that's actually the kind of second cut. So what you want to do is watch the final cut, yes. which is the proper cut that yeah. Ridley Scott actually decided was the do. one that you wanted. Yeah. But still watch the original one with the voiceover because then you get the, the original experience. Right, that's pretty much it for Geeky Brummer this week. Thank you for joining us. Callan, where can we find you online? Can you remember this week? Uh, you can find me at, on Instagram at Callan underscore Stains, D-A-Y-N-E-S. Did you forget your own Instagram uh, handle then? Because you threw it on me the other day, I was going to change my Instagram and my Twitter handles to be the same so I could remember them just for this show, but completely forgot it. What's your Twitter handle then? Uh, my Twitter handle is K-A-L-L-E-N underscore D-A-Y-N-E-S. And you can find me there. Guy, where can we find you online? Um, final Guy H Instagram. What do you show? Do I show online? Well, yes. uh, you have to join myfreecams.com <laughs> to find out that. Um, <laughs> Please don't. Nobody wants to see that. Dave just wants me all for himself, that's why. Dave's a good tipper. No. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find me at Final Guy H on Instagram and Guy's got help on Twitter. I probably will follow you back. What's Twitter? It's what I'm on. It's a new social network. 
Twizzle. It's a new drug we're on. <laughs> Dave, where can we find you? Uh, Aces and Armour, Instagram and Facebook, and DWIT3187 on Twitter. Mr. Bloomfield, where can we find you? The usual places, Hard Luck Hotel. Sometimes with an underscore, sometimes without. But beyond that, you want to be following Chili the Bottle on Instagram, <laughs> who's proving to be more than an unnecessary purchase of the week. He's now starring in his own Instagram uh, photo stories. Have you got Amazing. your full value of your £20 plus £7 optional bottle brush? It, it's proving to be much more. I want some photos of the £7 optional bottle brush. They, there may be a meet and greet where you might get to see the, <laughs> the, the brush as well. You know, it's it's all happening over there. So Chili, Chili the Bottle is what you'll be looking for on Instagram. So go and follow, proving, like I said, to be a very worthwhile purchase. Dave and Rachel, thanks for joining us. Where can we find you both if you want to be found online anywhere? Yeah, we don't want to be found. (laughs) (laughs) From the stories we've heard earlier, you just need to be looking out the window across (laughs) the way. (laughs) You can find me on it. Go on then. You can find Ryan looking for a carrot and probably chewing on a car. You can find me online at Ryan Parrish, at Probably Gone On for the food blog, and you can find us all at Geeky Grammy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All the usual ones that Phil remembers to mention, and I can't ever find YouTube them. is definitely one. Go yes. subscribe. We're yes. 13 subscribers at the moment. We want more. Well, but lots more. We have our amazing footage from Ice and EGX on there, so go and have a watch. You get to see guys sitting down and not attacking people. It's amazing. It's because he's got a controller in his hand oh, and he's attacking what? stuff on screen. You recorded me while I was playing a game, which I was not enjoying as well. <laughs> so I was like trying to look like I was interested. It... The whole idea of you doing work. anything <laughs> that you do enjoy strikes me as unusual. <laughs> and yeah, thanks to that really nice picture you posted to me on Twitter where I actually genuinely look like I'm sucking on a lemon. <laughs> that wasn't me. I am in that picture. How can yeah. I post it? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment. It really helps out with the ratings. And pretty much, bye. Bye. bye.